Well, this morning, the message is the set time, (laughs) establishing a set time. So whichever way we look at it, that God has his blessing and God has a way of setting things in motion. Now, one of the things that we always have to remember, you know, there are certain things that are just need to be implanted in our lives. And the, the thing that needs to be implanted in our lives is the, it, but from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those, is with us. The Lord's love is with us. And another translation says, For the Lord has always loved his followers and will continue to love them forever and ever. So if we have that foundational principle, everything else, okay, we know that God loves us. Boom. End of story, parentheses, captions, whatever. God loves us. Never doubt that. Now, Whenever we, uh, and this morning I'm going to look at, (laughs) see if we can pull this off. Uh, We have uh, Luke chapter 8 where we're looking at the the seed sown and the good soil and, you know, the the pathway. And then we have Ecclesiastes chapter 3, time for this and the time for that, and Psalm 1. So we're going to tie all of those together. Yes, amen. How is he going to pull this off without making us confused? Well, what I have asked Terry to do is just focus on uh, Luke chapter 8, and we'll go from there. But whenever we're looking at a set time, did you know that springtime in our area, this is a set time, it's a time for planting. We We don't harvest much now because we've just come through the winter, and uh, our season, you can't grow anything in the wintertime, so we have to wait until spring, and we have to prepare the soil. If it's too wet, it, you ruin it by trying to plant in it, digging it up, and becomes all clumps of, of mud, and when it dries, it's as hard as a brick. So we have to look at, our, look at the soil, we have to um, prepare the soil, and then we plant. Now, one of the things that is very important, and, you know, we, we often don't consider this, is degree days. Anybody ever heard of degree days? Whenever we lived in Maine, and I never knew how they come up with degree days, and I think it's um, 50, anything above 50 degrees. So it's like 50 degrees is the starting point. If it goes up to 80, that's 30 degrees. That's a 30-degree day. If it goes up to 60, it's a 10-degree day. And so it's those degree days that heat the soil, which causes the, the seed to grow. And if you, have, if you don't have the degree days, it doesn't grow. And in, in Maine, whenever, where we lived, they would plant the potatoes, <laughs> and they try to get them in the ground at the right degree days, and up there, <laughs> the ground stayed frozen and covered with snow. I imagine there's some areas that still have snow, but especially as cold as it, it's been. But anyhow... They plant the, uh, the potatoes, and on a certain day, they start the degree days. And when they reach the number of degree days, they, they spray their potato plants to kill the stems. They don't dig them up and see if they've grown enough. They go by degree days, and when there's a certain number of degree days or degrees reached in the, in the growing season, that's when it's time to p- harvest. Now, in our life, we, in our place, our um, area, 
you know, we have a lot of corn and winter wheat. You know, winter wheat is planted and it grows in the spring first thing and all those types of things. But we have, we have different plants that function at different times. Well, whenever we look at uh, Luke chapter 8, Jesus is talking here, says, while a large crowd was gathering, the people were coming to Jesus from town after town, and he told this parable. Now, parables would be where Jesus would take a, a, a familiar setting and that he would communicate a spiritual truth. Now, in this setting, this story, we have the first verses outlining the, the parable, and then in the second part of those verses, we have Jesus interpreting it for the disciples. Now, one of the things is that it's, it states that Jesus is saying, this is the meaning of the parable. And there are those who see and those who may not see. And though they're hearing, they may not understand. And I, I think sometimes in our life, God is trying to help us see things and hear things of the scriptures and of the spiritual truths that our life is trying to teach us. So when you're looking at our life and when you're looking at your life, do we interpret it as God working for us and God you know, have, having planted something in our lives and then trying to get the degree days together in order for us to reap a harvest? Now what happens if we don't have enough degree days? What happens if there's no degree days? The seed rots. You know, if you plant corn or other seeds and in a wet soil, or they plant it and it rains and rains and rains for a couple of weeks, the seed dies. Just rots. It doesn't germinate. It doesn't grow, and they have to replant. And so in our lives is the seed of the word that God has placed in us, the promise that God has placed in our lives. Do, do we, you know, uh, Rhonda bought some plants, and I, I killed them. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, you know I, I give everything, I'm an equal, I, I give everything an equal opportunity to survive. And uh, I never used liquid fertilizer, you know, we always use uh, the miracle Grow that's in the pellets and you put it in there and it gets water and sprays it over. Well, somehow we got, I think we, we wanted it in some box or something, and it was the liquid stuff. So I busted the top, dumped some in uh, a gallon jar, filled it up, and put it on the plants. Well, evidently it was too much fertilizer and they died. <laughs> so that's good soil that's just too rich. <laughs> now, those plants couldn't survive in really good soil, you know. That's a good excuse. So anyhow, there has to be a way in which the seed grows. Now, in our life, um, there are, there are, what is it called? Hothouses, greenhouses, greenhouse plants. Greenhouse plants are plants that are raised in a protective environment. The soil is, you know, they didn't spend much on the soil, just enough the nutrients in there to get the plant to grow, and they water it every day, maybe twice a day. They spray it with those little hang-down things. And you take that, that hothouse, that greenhouse plant, and put it outside. That's a real shock. It's a real shock to that, to that plant because it's not used to the environment. And sometimes I think we try to pretend that we're greenhouse Christians. 
that everything is going to be protected and being, being in a sterile environment. We'll be watered when we need to be watered and we'll be pampered whenever we need to be pampered. And, and you know, then suddenly someone takes us out of the greenhouse and what happens? God, it's cold out here. <laughs> you know, I thought it was supposed to be spring. <laughs> uh, and we're so weird, the plant is in shock. You know, and then what do you do? You stick it in this cold ground. <laughs> I, I'm used to being warm in the, in the greenhouse. It's always one temperature, hot. And so we grow. Oh, the things we do to plants. Well, sometimes we think it's that way in our lives, the things that God does to us. He doesn't do things to us. He works his will and his ways into our lives. And so the farmer went out to sow his seed. This is verse 5. Um, so when, when the farmer goes out to sow his seed, he's, you know, he's got, there's nothing wrong with the seed, and there's nothing wrong with the farmer. <laughs> you know? Got that? Nothing wrong with the seed, nothing wrong with the farmer. And as he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and it was trampled on, and the birds ate it up. You see, the, the answer that Jesus gives to us in verse 10, this seed that has been put out, I don't want you to jump to verse 10, you know, it's all right. Verse 10 says, the knowledge of the secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you. Now, the disciples are wondering, what's the answer to this? And the challenge for all of us is to know that the secrets of the kingdom of God has been given to you. Why are we so special? We're special because we belong to God. His spirit abides within our lives, and we understand, we, there's like an, an understanding that's going on and that the Holy Spirit is at work in our lives. And so there is this, there is this understanding that has been given to us, and sometimes whenever we feel like God's lost control of our lives and of the universe and of our government and we need to back up and say, okay, what is the character of God? God hasn't lost control. Everything is in its own timing. <laughs> Ecclesiastes says there's a time for everything. For everything on earth will happen at the right time. Wow. Divine timing going on in the planting of the season, in the planting of the seed. So here we are with the word of God planted in our lives, and there is a divine timing about my life. Hmm. So here, the word of God has been given to us, and the word of God has come to grow in the soil that we have. So what's going on is, we're, we're you know, our flesh, our <laughs> spoiledness, <laughs> let me use that word, that we're spoiled, and we look at this and we say, what is God doing? This is a shock to my system. I'm not blessed the way that I thought I would be. So what we're trying to do is make our soil hard and trampled on. <laughs> do you know what you do in, in a field? And we didn't do this growing up. Uh, we didn't have this practice. But they, they call, and there's this thing going on where they're breaking the hard pan. Now, I, I, you know, out in California and places like that, they bring in these big dozers and have these big hooks on. You know, I always thought they used them in strip mines, you know, dig up the, you know, to get to the coal. 
but they are using them in these places where there's a certain amount of dirt, good soil, but it only goes down so far, and then it hit, hit what they call a hard pan. Nothing penetrates that hard pan. Water below can't get up. Water above only goes so far. That's how the top becomes muddy. <laughs> and they don't worry about the rain too much, but anyhow. But what they do, they have these big hooks that go down there, and it goes through this hard pack and breaks it up. And in farming today, some of them have these uh, chisel plows that they go down in there and they chisel or they break up this hardness in which there was kind of like a certain amount of ground on the top and then there's this hard space. Well, they have these chisel plows that go down beneath this plate and break it up. Our lives, sometimes the chisel plow needs to come in and break up the hard pack. Because there's more to the seed and there's more to what can be produced in our life by the word of God beneath this hard pack for the nutrients to get up to the roots. <laughs> this, this one um, YouTube thing that I watch, and he's a farmer out in Ohio, and uh, he, he has a, generally has something on every day, you know, but he does a lot of educational things. And he, he pulls out two different corn stalk, corn plants, and the corn plants are about three inches. He pulls them out and he says, now this one is the one that was planted uh, three inches deep, and this is the one that was planted two inches deep. Now we think, you know, it's always two by two. Two inches deep, two inches away is the fertilizer. Well, this one that was two in, is over two inches deep, almost three, its roots were much longer and deeper. And the one that was two inches, its roots were scattered out sideways. He was saying that, you know, he said, well, this is something, you know, you have to study more. But the deeper it is planted in these two plants, the deeper it is planted, the roots are more subject to go down rather than up. So in our lives, sometimes we feel like we're planted in the wrong spot. This is too deep. The ground, I've got to break through all this hard pack. I've got to get up there, the new... The nutrients are so, you know, what's going on? But, you know, the, the, the corn kernel doesn't have to sit around and think about it. <laughs> it just is a natural thing for it to, to grow. And it's a natural thing because sometimes, in these new machines that they have, they can put fertilizer just on, on the seed, not to burn it, but just enough to oomph it, to get a kick in it, to get it to grow. And then below that, they have the nutrients. So when the roots hit it, it grows again. So when we look at ourselves, I think we've been, we have the, the divine planter where God plants us at the exact depth for each kernel, for each seed, for each person. Each one of us are planted at a specific depth. And sometimes the hard pack is not very far beneath and we can't get all the nutrients we have. So God has to come through and just kind of break up everything. <laughs> and so here we are, this seed. We have to understand, remember, what is it? From, for the Lord has always loved his followers and he, and he will continue to love them forever and ever. All right? Okay. God knows what he's doing. He loves me. Okay? Now, the seed that God placed in my life, have I allowed it to be put on the hard places 
fall, am I, am I a path where the, you know, the seed really doesn't go very deep? It doesn't go deep at all. And we were talking that to one of the farmers, you know, they have these high-speed planters, and sometimes this, this one place, they went and examined the field, and all the seeds lay in on the top. It never got into the ground. And for that individual, it's never going to grow. So all that seed and all that fertilizer is wasted because they never checked the planter to make sure it was deep, deep enough. And in our lives, sometimes we've got to realize that God has to cut through, <laughs> you know, on these um, uh, no-till planters <laughs> that you don't have to plow it. You can just go through and plant it. And right in the sod, right in last year's residue, and whatever it is from the corn or the hay or hay field, you can just go right through. The, the, there's, a, there's a chisel that goes through the uh, revolving uh, disc that goes through the ground and cuts the ground and the thing comes along and plants it. And you don't have to do any more but just spray the field. And we wonder, what does that look like for us in the spiritual kingdom? God knows what our field knows what our life needs. And you see, he, he tells us that these individuals that the seed was scattered on the trampled ground you know, blessed is the man, Psalm 1, blessed is the man, blessed is the one who does not walk in the steps of the wicked. There's the path of the wicked. Don't let the seed, your seed, God's seed of your life fall on that wicked path because it's going to come along and get picked up by the birds. The seed that God gives to us is a precious seed and it can multiply a hundred times what it is. And so in our life, we've got to realize everything that God has placed in our lives, he wants it planted in such a way and if he has to dig up the soil with that chisel plow and go down where the hard pack is and break that up, he's doing it because the nutrients that are there need to get up to the root of the plant. And you see, we need to remember that as, uh, as we, who are God, his children, his believers, his family, you know, the family of God, we need to know that the seed of God is very precious and is very expensive. It costs Jesus everything. And he birthed that seed in us, and so the seed is given to us, and the psalmist says, don't walk on the path of the wicked. Don't put your seed where the wicked people are stomping. <laughs> Don't allow wicked people to influence the growth of your spiritual life. Some fell on rocky ground. <laughs> and then when it came time for the plants to grow, they withered because they had no moisture. <laughs> rocky ground. We didn't have rocky ground at our farm. Now, we had rocks, you know, but not rocky ground. Rocky ground is, there's so many rocks you can't, you can't even, you can't plow anything. <laughs> you know, there's rocks everywhere. There's, there's very little soil, and there's just rocks everywhere, small rocks, big rocks. In El Salvador, I was amazed that all these little, you know, we have those uh, little round stones, what do they call them, sand and gravel, the, the gravel, those little flat round stones you have in the gravel. Down in El Salvador, 
They've got big ones and little ones, and they've all been washed up on the shore back and forth. So whenever they build, a lot of their structures are built out of these round rocks, you know. They just go out on the beach and pick them up. You know, there's millions of them along the beach, and they just pull them up and stick them in the cement, and they have this fine, rocky um, platform for, uh, for their um, foundation for their house or a floor for their house. Well, the rocky ground won't grow anything. Because rocky ground is so rocky, <laughs> the moisture won't stay there. So if you manage to get seed in there, you know, you know whenever it's really hot, what happens? You know, the rocks absorb the heat. And uh, when the rocks absorb the heat, they burn up the moisture that's in the ground. Well, you see, rocky ground, <laughs> these, those on rocky ground are the ones who receive the word with joy, and when they hear it, but they have no root. They believe for a while, but in the time of testing, they fall away. You know, sometimes we, I, you know, you look at people and they, it's like, do you go after them? Do you, you know, do you get it? They're, they're with joy, they're right on for God. You know, they're going to serve God and they've given their life to God and what happens? They died out. Why? There's nothing wrong with the seed. Nothing wrong with the, the father, the sower of the seed. It's that when the time of testing comes, they had the misconception of the character of God. They misconceived the idea that everything's supposed to be smooth now. I'm a Christian. <laughs> they're, they're, you know, life is, I'm on easy street now. And we find that it's a difficult time and the rocky ground says that it's, it just doesn't have the ability to produce fruit or root and people just die out. Verse 7. Other, other seed fell among thorns, which grew up with it and choked the plants. Well, you see, there's something else growing in the field. When you have too many things growing in the field, the word of God and thorns and thistles. You know, I used to, I plant, I, I, growing up we had a garden, okay? And... Um, we plowed it with a five-bottom plows. I mean, that's, that's a big garden, you know. It's, it's a huge garden. And my dad loved the garden. My mom canned and all that kind of stuff. And my dad would plant all these things, and the only time we went to the garden was when we couldn't go to the field. And that meant that it was a rainy, muddy day in the garden. And he had to go out there in the heat, because after the rain, you got the humidity, and you're pulling weeds and gardening. I disliked it very much. <laughs> so one, one time, one, after we were married, uh, we had this place where we were at is in uh, pastoring, and there was a little patch back there, and I planted a garden. I weeded it once, and then I said, well, we'll see which one grows most first, the weeds or the plants. The weeds won. I never planted a garden after that. Well, the, the seed that fell among the thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures, and they do not mature. There is, it's like a competition between God and the Word and life. <laughs> you know, the riches of life choke out, well, God has promised us riches, but 
It's a different kind of riches. He's promised us uh, a maturity and a, and, a, you know, and a level of understanding. And Well, we don't need understanding. We just need satisfaction right now. <laughs> and they are the patch people, the thorn patch people. <laughs> they have thorns. And if you've ever tried to pull out thorns, they prickly things just kind of stab you. Well, most times people let thorns alone. <laughs> let them grow. They'll take care of themselves. We'll burn them off later. Well, you know, still other seed fell on good soil. And it came up and yielded a crop a hundred times more than what was sown. And that's what we are. We are good soil. Why? Because you're here. <laughs> Why? Because you're listening. Why? Because you have an interest in God and in the Word. And so you, and it's an ongoing interest. It's an ongoing thing. It's not just, it's just not habit. It's, it's a foundational understanding in our soul that God is here and God is with me. And yes, I have ups and downs. But you see, good soil can grow lots of things. But our good soil, we weed out. <laughs> we take care of it enough to know that the seed that God has planted in my life, I do not walk on soil's hard-packed ground of the wicked. I don't listen to their ways. I hear their ways, but I don't walk their path. And the seed of my life is planted in good soil where I know that God is going to nurture it and he's going to grow it and that it will produce a hundredfold. I like that kind of harvest. <laughs> that there's a time to plant and there's a time for plants to be pulled up, mean harvest. There's a time for things to be done. And now is the time of planting in the gardens and things like that. But in our spiritual life, God has already planted things. And they are growing and maturing. And for us, we have a, we have a growing season that is a lifetime long. You're in a tropical planet, climate where it's warm. And that we have irrigation. And the plants grow. Strawberries are growing. <laughs> but you see... You know, you can get strawberries in December. They're just shipped in from California or Mexico or Central America. I don't know. But you see, those warm places are capable of growing. In our lives, God is capable of producing and growing fruit all year long. Hmm. So that can be why there are times in which the hard pack has to be dug up. And sometimes it happens in the winter. Sometimes it happens in the summer. But we find that whoever has ears to hear, let him hear. Let us hear what God is saying. See, we're good soil. And that what God is interested in doing is growing a hundredfold what he has planted. And what he has planted in us is an expectation of his blessing, an expectation of the fulfillment of his promise. For you see, his grace and his mercy, this, this is an appointed time. It's a, it's a specific time. Ecclesiastes says there's a time to kill and a time to heal. He says, well, kill? Well, you know, they had to eat. So animals would die. And there's a time to heal. There are times in our lives in which there are wounds. There's a time to destroy. Did you know that there's a time? You ever watch those demolition of buildings? 
they set off the charges and they blow up and the whole building collapses, you know? Well, sometimes the building doesn't collapse and everybody wonders what's going on, <laughs> what's going to happen next. But in our lives, there's a time to destroy things that are, have outlived their usefulness because there's a time to build. There's a time to build new things. And sometimes the new things we have to build is on old foundations. And sometimes things have to go that we've been putting up with for years. And you see, for the soil to grow and for the the plants to grow and for all that to take place, God has a time and a season. And he has an appointed time. Um, I want to conclude with Psalm 102. And there's, there's a lot more we could go at. But Psalm 102, I, I, and the reason I, I like this is, and I'm not going to read it all, from verse 1 to verse 11 in Psalm 102, God, the, the psalmist is saying, God, I am sick. I'm down to skin and bones. I can't eat. I can't sleep at night. I've lost my income. I'm lonely. My friends have left me. My enemies taunt me all day long. Now I'm just sitting around in ashes, basically waiting to die. Okay, woe is me. And then we have verse 11. He wakes up. But you, O Lord, are still on the throne. For you will arise and have mercy on Zion. You will have mercy on me. For the time of favor. For the time to favor her. For the time to favor me. Yes, the set time has come. In our growing season, there is times that God has set for a harvest. There's a set time. And and I look at how that God has blessed us, how that God has nurtured us, how God has grown in our lives. And I know there's just a few, but that doesn't matter. When there's a hundredfold increase, we're looking at how God is going to do the work that he's planted in our soul. And that our soil has been broken and our soil has been nurtured. We've had the right nutrients of faith and belief and understanding the character of God and the presence of God. And, you know, we plant ourselves by the the river of life, and our tree prospers and bears fruit season after season. And you see, there is a set time for God, and he's saying that he is going to arise and that he will have mercy, that he will have a time of favor, And it is a set time, just as there is a set time for planting, there is a set time for harvest. And God is doing a work in us, especially here in each of us. Been faithful through this COVID, been faithful through this time of change and transition. But you know what? The soil is rich. You are blessed. You have gifts that we just kind of maybe lie dormant, but you know what? God is going to break the hard pan, and he's going to allow the nutrients that are in his word and in his spirit to reach that roots of our lives, and we're going to see a fruitfulness. We're going to see the blessing of God come upon our lives and how that the blessing of God is going to be a harvest. And it's like, whoa, where did all this come from? It's God. And we begin to thank God for how that he is working in our lives and we no longer doubt 
the turmoil, no longer doubt the difficulties, no longer doubt the things that are there because we know the character of God, that he loves me and he loves me eternally, and nothing will ever change that. So now as that seed is in a warm foundation and the degree days are growing, God is at work. So we find that God will arise and he will have mercy on us. God will arise and his enemies will be scattered. He will arise in the sickness and defeat and addictions and lack and struggles and poverty. All those things will come to an end because God is planted the seed and his seed is nourished by his spirit and we continue to grow and we have a harvest of a hundredfold or more. This is the set time. In Jesus Christ, the fullness of the Godhead dwells, and because he lives, we shall live also, because the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is the same spirit that nurtures our soil. <laughs> and we are growing. The seed that God has placed in our life will continue to grow. So you see, take away the, the garbage. Take away the doubts. Take away the things that hinder us from growing because the seed is planted in the good soil of God's word. God's word is in the good soil of our life. And the nutrients are exactly what is needed for the soil that we possess. And that is the Holy Spirit. And the faith that God has created in us continues to grow. You see, we believe, I believe, you believe. We expect that deep down inside of us, we knew, we know something is going to happen. There is an expectation of good things coming into our life. There is a belief inside of us that God is going to do something more in me than he has thus far. And he's planted that there. He's planted that seed in us. And now it's time for the harvest. God has arisen. The time has come. Let us believe and receive the divine harvest of his blessing upon our life and the truths of what God has placed in our heart, that they will grow, they will nurture, and we will see the hand of God doing what he has promised. And what is that that lies deep within our soil? There's a time and a season. This is the time. This is the season. This is the place. You are the person. The seed will grow a hundredfold, more than we ever imagined. Heavenly Father, we thank you. The seed of your word comes to us. And Lord, it is not the thorns or the thickets. It's not the path or the rocks. It is the good soil. Lord, these who listen, we are the good soil of your, of, that you want to have to nurture your seed. We've not given up. We've not gone away. We've continued to believe and pray and grow and Lord, we know that there is a time and a season, and this is the time. This is the season. We ask your blessing. We ask that there be a rich harvest of that which you have promised in our soul. We pray these things in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Amen means, so be it, Lord. So be it, just as we have said. Let it be, just as we have said. Amen. God bless you.